Welcome, YouTube creators, to the Tube Labs podcast, because you can't experiment enough or talk too much YouTube. Welcome, everyone, to the Tube Labs podcast. You know, when I started this show back in May, one of the things I wanted to do was bring in YouTube educators, but not just YouTube educators. I wanted people who are having success on YouTube. And one of the first people that came to mind was a friend of mine who I had noticed started catching some trends and, and started to grow his channel pretty solidly. And that is Joseph Christina. And he is here with me today because one, we're both part of the photography community. So we've known each other a decade now. Isn't that that right, Joseph? I mean, is that, yes. that where we are and just dealing with this social media world and uh, navigating it all? Today, we're talking YouTube and uh, Joseph, hey, say hello and share a little bit about yourself. Yeah, how's everyone doing? I am absolutely honored to be here with you. I mean, you were kind of a, a mentor, so to speak, from way back a decade plus ago um, when I found your channel, way back when you were doing the podcast of uh, your new media photographer. It was awesome, and it kind of got me involved with the whole podcasting thing. I didn't YouTube anything forever. I always thought that podcasting was it, and I only did podcasting after that point. And uh, I don't know, I got finally back into YouTube. As far as me, I am you know, the, the creator of like the Focus Pyramid, the PRT, Aurora Camera Care, a lot of photography products, but mm -hmm. I'm also a professional photographer, trained, educated as a digital, not only photographer, but I've done, you know, I went to college for commercial art and advertising design. So I've always been in the art field creating art one way or another. So photography was kind of like an outlet and that's where a lot of my time was spent for the last decade. Um, but, you know, in doing this on a regular basis, I said, you know what, how about if I teach people what I do? So I started my own channel. Originally, I started with Trevor Current. As you know, right. you were on the yeah. channel a few times way back. Um, well, we did Digital Photography Cafe for quite some time, I think yeah. about six years. Yeah. And uh, you were actually on our show. Um, I looked it up, show, show 27, uh -huh. uh, show 48, and show 91. We had, um, matter of fact, you even made a statement, maybe about come every <laughs> double, right? So 91 would be like 182. Right. We ended up stopping that show at around 250, 280, somewhere around there um, after many years of doing it. Uh, podcast mainly and then finally we went to YouTube. Can can so, I share an embarrassing story for both of us? Absolutely, do it. So so one of the first shows when you were first starting um we had been on each other's shows so much. We were going back and forth one time. I think it was the beginning of one of your shows. We um it was your show. It was my my I think my fault ultimately, but we we flipped on the the switch and we're all just sitting there. We were waiting to start. We didn't know whose show we were on. We didn't know if we were recording your show or recording my show. So we're both waiting for the introduction. Right, right, right. <laughs> exactly. Was, who's, who's going to introduce who? Yeah. Right? And then I, and I realized, oh, wait, wait a minute. Oh, I'm on your show. <laughs> I'm, I'm on, no, you're on my show. <laughs> and, exactly. Uh, and exactly. that was the case, you know, to introduce your new podcast at the time and to share some more about it. So um, that I, I always chuckle about that. Um, it, was, it was my doing, but. Uh, that that was a funny thing and things like that happen you know yes it just, yes 
but anyway, <laughs> enough with Absolutely. That. <laughs> Let's get back to uh, Yeah, you know. I remember, honestly, I remember um, one show that you're on, you had hair, and then the next show you did not have hair, and I was commenting <laughs> how just, you just looked like 10 years younger. Ross, you just you were slick. You were. <laughs> I was looking <laughs> like an fantastic. old professor, and I had to cut that out. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So yeah, it's just it's been it's been a while, and we traveled basically a circuit with Digital Photography Cafe, like I said, with Trevor Current. We did the show live and broadcast it live from, um, you know, Las Vegas, from you know, which is WPPI and also PPE Photo Plus Expo in yep. NYC in New York City. Uh, Manhattan and we did a lot of this for quite some time and then just after a while there was a lot of stuff going on where just there was only so much that you can do and just move forward with it and we moved into YouTube but it was just YouTube was one of those things that it was very difficult to gain any type of traction yeah. we you know we were on Stitcher radio we were all over the place with the podcast but when it came to YouTube it was like a whole new thing right. um, and it was very difficult it was very difficult. And to this day, I mean, we have 200, whatever, let's call it just under 300 um, videos up there. And um, we haven't now for a year or two as so we kind of shut it down. But it was probably maybe 1,500 or 2,000 followers, you know, right. or subscribers. And that sure. was it after all of those years. We had a ton more, yeah. um, you know, on the podcast. But still on YouTube, very, very difficult. Very difficult. Yeah. Yeah, there really is a process to understanding what how, how to grow a channel. And one of those ways certainly is to, yeah, I mean, you I think you have a, a nice set, a nice approach. Um, you've, you know, caught on to as we were talking about a little bit before the show, looking for things that people were actually interested in. But one of those things that you caught on to was Adobe when they made some changes. And I recall seeing you maybe around 10,000. The next thing it was like 20. Um, plus right. right after those videos. Um, can you yeah. explain what happened? Yeah, so um, I guess to, to begin, I've used Adobe software all my life, all of my creative life. I was always told that if you do not know Adobe software, you're not going to be able to get jobs in the industry. And for many, many years, that was 100% the case. Um, so I was purchasing Adobe software, $1,300 every year or two, the suites over and over and over. I had probably 10, you know, plus K in Adobe software. Yeah. And, um, I found that once they turned into the CC thing where everything was just rent aware, you know, leasing right. software, I'm like, you know, I don't want to lease and never own anything. It just doesn't make me feel good, number one. And God forbid a credit card goes bad and now I have like something going on and now I don't have access to my stuff. So I said, you know what, I'm going to find alternatives. And I started this and there was another side to that is I was seeing what Adobe was doing and I really didn't like their they made a say, change, business didn't they? practice. Didn't they made they a lot it? of changes, yeah. a lot of changes, Rush. And a lot of the stuff was just negative to right. a lot of people and there was people that had bought software and all of a sudden the software stopped working and then they were told that they had to go and upgrade to creative cloud and all oh, kinds right. of stuff those oh that's right right there was those that thing where the, everybody had to upgrade otherwise you're in trouble uh, right yeah. so it was like that perpetual license thing was no longer valid even though it is it was just a lot of stuff that was just to me just un 
unfair trade practice, you know, unfair sure. business ethic. There's a lot of stuff, you know, with them that I just didn't like. So I started, um, I put together, I said, you know what, I'm going to get rid of Adobe completely. That is very difficult for a professional to be able to say, you know, sure. that yeah. everyone listening that is a creative, they know, could you imagine getting rid of Adobe? So I said, I'm going to do it. And I started this thing life after Adobe cutting the cord. And the idea was just being able to get out of the Adobe ecosphere and be able to get alternatives and still be a professional and create professional work and do it. And people don't even know that I've even done it. That was like the whole idea. Right. And that's what I did. Um, in the first video that I did, I literally showed myself going and getting on the phone with these people, trying to get out of the subscription, how it went over, how tough it was, and then finally getting out of it. And I was also also showing people how they can get a free 90 days with Adobe because that's what Adobe does. They don't want you to leave. So right. anyone listening, if you call Adobe and say, I want to disconnect my CC, my creative cloud, they're gonna give you 90 days, most likely for free, just so you don't leave. But anyways, I ended up finally leaving and it was just, it was very difficult to do. And once I did it, literally 30 seconds after discontinuing that subscription, I went into Lightroom and it was dead. It came up with a message saying, if you want to get into your you know, images, you need to resubscribe, you know, re-up oh, your wow. subscription. And I said, are you freaking kidding me? Are you kidding me? That's how they're going to play it? So at that point, I did this literally on film <laughs> so people can see it, right? Yeah. And that just blew up because it was a lot, it was, it turned into like this revolution. I mean, people looked at it and they're like, this is absolutely absurd. Then they did stupid stuff like some people were paying $19.99 for a subscription and then other people were paying $9.99. They were like testing the water to right, see right. if they can up it double and if people will still pay it. And I'm like, you know, this is just, just a crappy way of doing business. And I'm not going to stand by and just keep on paying these people and thinking that it's okay. So I did this and literally it's just been like a whirlwind after that. And what I did is I created videos based on each one of the pieces of software that I use and alternatives to mm -hmm. using them. They could be free alternatives or paid, but the bottom line is they can't have a subscription. If it's a right. subscription, I don't want it. Okay? okay, because then you're just going backwards again. In my personal opinion, I want people to own their software so on a rainy day they can load that up and they know it's working. They don't have to get online, they don't have to do nothing. They could be in the airport, they could be on a plane, whatever, they could still work. They don't have to connect, you know, it doesn't have to constantly reach out and call someone, you know. So I did Photoshop and Lightroom and Illustrator, I just did um, Premiere. Uh, so a, a lot of these I'm working on until I finish them all up. And then what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna round robin, I'm gonna come back, circle back around and see where everything stands. And sure. if those packages are still what I think are good for everyone. And then what I always tell them is, you know, these are good for what I do and I make sure that they are aware and understand what I do with them. So that if it's something different, you know, do your due diligence and see which ones are good for you. Download all the demos, try them out. But most importantly is if you want to get away from Adobe, do your due diligence, figure out what you want to get into, download those 
um, demos and then get your free subscription from them that will just extend it out two, three months and learn the new package. Don't go cold turkey like I did. I tell people I'm stupid, but that's how I am. Sometimes, you know, I'm like, you know what? This just really pissed me off I'm just, and I just cut it. Um, but don't do that. You know, get that, those free months and really work at getting into the new package so you can easily transition. You know, so a lot of people are professionals like you and I, I had a lot of work that needed to be done. So I had to learn this quick. So, you know, you don't want to do that. So that's kind of where, you know, the channel kind of bumped up. Like you said, it went from like 5,000. When I hit 5,000, I think it's like this double. When Mm -hmm. I hit 5,000, it jumped to 10 pretty quick. And then it like kind of, uh, then it went from 10 to 20 pretty quick. And now it's at like 26,000, I think, right. now or something. Right. So it's really, it's interesting how YouTube works. And I think it has to do with their algorithm and how yep. they view you and your channel, you know? And if they think that they can throw ads against it, then they do. It, the funniest thing is, is if you watch any of my, um, any of those videos, Life After Adobe, Cutting the Cord, almost every single one of those videos that I produced the very first advertisement that you see <laughs> don't say it in the free roll is who adobe exactly <laughs> that's great i'm sure adobe that good loves stuff? that <laughs> that's kind you of know funny. but i'm so, honest about it and that's yeah. it that's the most important thing and i think like with the, the people that are listening to you the reason they love you and the reason i started listening to you a decade ago is because the authenticity and the honesty at who you know who you're listening to and if they believe you and they understand that you're not trying to sell them something and you can you know they they feel a kinship you know with you and trust you i think they're you know more apt to subscribe and to come along with you on sure. this journey sure you know what what were some of the things you have learned about growing the channel obviously you've caught some trends and you've been mindful of your audience we were talking about understanding you know who the audience is um, that's really tough. And I totally agree with you. you know, we were talking again a little bit before the show, just how tough that is. But along the way, what what were some of the things that you discovered kind of worked for you? You know, um, I think one of the major points uh, with doing any type of YouTube content is produce content, not just for yourself, but for your viewers and to mm-hmm. know your viewer. Um, many of us feel that what we have to say is so damn important that we have to say it. And then what happens is, is you're talking to yourself and no one's listening because they really don't want to know about what you think they want to know. You almost have to figure out what they want to know and then give it to them. And that is the biggest challenge. I think when it comes to YouTube as you know, content creators in general, is what is your specific audience looking for? What is your demographic? You know, are you, you know, targeting people that are teens, you know, tweens? Are you targeting mid, you know, life people? Are you talk, talking to people that are, you know, older people that are, you know, in the industry or they're out of the, um, out of the limelight, so to speak? They're not doing it anymore. Who are you talking to? And those are the ones that you have to figure out what they want to hear. And that I think is number one. Number two. You have to obviously do all of the stuff that you would do for Google. YouTube is Google, Google is YouTube, and those descriptions are mission critical. Your thumbnails have to be impactful. Um, I, I, no, there's, I can't, can't say enough about thumbnails because yeah. when yeah. you go onto a TV, for example, a lot of people now are watching YouTube on TV. 
yeah. when you go in there and you're kind of surfing around, um, you know, I was notorious for putting together almost the same thumbnails over and over and over, especially yeah, right. with, D, with Digital Photography Cafe. It was like the same thing, change yeah, the number, right. change this or whatever, and you get lazy. Um, what I did different with Jay Christina um, is I didn't do that. Right from the beginning, I made sure that every single thumbnail was different and it was important and it kind of said something. Because I'm a yeah. photographer. If I can't right. make a thumbnail say something, then you know, I've already lost. <laughs> you know, so, um, but that was it. It was really making those thumbnails jump out and say, you know what, I want to click it without being clickbaity, obviously. That's mm -hmm. a number one no no. That's how you lose people, um, it's trust right away. But those are like some of the more important things keywords, your, your descriptions, um, and of course, those thumbnails and knowing your audience. Those are probably four, probably the big things. I know, yeah. like, we, had I think a maximum of 1,500 to 2,000 people on DPC, like I said. Right. Now I'm here a year and a half later at like 26,000, which yeah. is like a thousand times more <laughs> in uh, in a year and a half compared to four, sure. five, six years. Okay. Right. So yes, it, you know something is right something is working right but it's still nothing i mean i was looking at stats earlier i have like 15 million minutes of view time in the last mm -hmm. year and a half and like three million views okay that's nothing some of these guys get three million views in a single video sure um so you know i always take it all with a grain of salt you know yeah. i i look at it and i say for me my goal my next goal is a hundred thousand Sure. I want to be able to hit 100,000 people because I think that at that point, it would be a nice um, number where when I'm speaking to someone, there'll be a lot of people that I'll be able to affect. That's, sure. that's number one. And, you know, and then after that, we'll look. status. Yeah. I mean, as I often right. say in YouTube, you know, there is no end game. I mean, no, because, no, no. you know, you, you get your first hundred subscribers. Now you want your thousand, then you want your 10,000, then 50, a hundred silver right. play button. Why don't you have gold? You know, you have gold. Exactly. How come you don't have 10 million? You know, and you just, there's always more. So just kind of enjoy the ride. Everybody's going to go at a different pace, depending on the audience and the type of videos that they create. I mean, you have a specific right. audience within the photography world for the most part, for the most part. Uh, I know so, uh, folks outside of photography watch you too, but um, but that, you know, those will, people who follow you have to be interested in that specific topic. So Absolutely. to, to be a general entertainment, you know, YouTube channel, that that's, that's a little different and it's right. also harder to become too, you know, but no, you absolutely. have, a, have an audience that you can, as you're saying, impact and having that goal of a hundred thousand, that's nice. That's a good goal. And, and to be able to impact a specific community. Well, that that's, a, I, I like that. So are you a big analytics person or do you go into your analytics and look at various things? Are you, are there specific areas of your analytics that you're paying attention to? Um, you know, to be completely honest, no. Okay. And I know that sounds, That's a fair, you know, fair I, statement. a lot of, a lot of people really delve into the analytics and um, rightfully so and just try to figure out what is working, what's not working. Right. Um, YouTube has just, move forward leaps and bounds when it comes to content creators to be able to find out what videos are actually working, which ones aren't, so yep. that you can duplicate the ones that are. Yes. The problem with is it all sounds good, but it's a bunch of nonsense. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's what, I mean, honestly, I mean, to, 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 for me to replicate, you know, 
my, I'm deleting all my, you know, uh, Adobe software today, um, video is just not going to happen. So yes, like, okay, if I do Adobe stuff, you know, there's more people listening to me than if I'm doing, you know, a brand new camera review, obviously. Um, but the bottom line is, is that type of volumes are just not going to be there. So you always have to come up with the next thing. And I think if you delve too deep into analytics, you analyze yourself to death instead of just creating and just creating. Like I literally yeah. just did a video two hours before coming here live yeah. with you right. um, just because I saw something amazing hit. It was, you know, the Canon RP full frame mm -hmm. mirrorless camera. It's finally hit sub $1,000. Mm. That's a milestone for mirrorless cameras that are right. full frame. There is no, you know, there's nothing like that. So I made a statement when it first came out. I said this was going to be the full, the first sub one thousand um, dollar full frame mirrorless camera to come out ever. It's going to hit the market, and it will take a few months and it happen. And it actually happened. So I want to go back and say and revisit it and say, you know what? You remember when I told you guys this? Yeah. And this is what happened. It's now nine nine nine. Um, so it's a big deal. So my channel not only do you know does things that are you know, the Adobe side and life after Adobe, that whole cutting the cord thing. But it's all about photography. It's all about all of the creative based stuff, things you use, what works, what doesn't work. I'll do a few reviews here and there. Um, I do not have any affiliates. So the only products, for example, that I push are my own products. So right. like I said, when people- Which is a good come, way to go, quite right, honestly. So when people come and see me, they're like, you know, if he tells me to go and buy this, it's not like he's getting paid. There's a lot of, you know, we're not going to name any names, but there's a lot of channels out there. They'll tell you to buy X, Y, and Z, and you'll find out that X, Y, and Z is $1,000 more than ABC, mm -hmm. and that X, Y, and Z, they're currently getting 15% commission on. Right. And that just is disingenuous, number one. And as soon as people find out, it just, you know, your credibility goes south real quick. So we make sure that we don't do that by not having any affiliates and just being able to say whatever I want to say, rant if I want to rant. And right. if, you know, some people like it, some people don't. And we have these conversations back and forth. One of the other things that I did, um, Raj, is I created a Discord server. Mm. Um, now, Discord servers yeah. are mainly for gamers, right? Because yeah, I am right. a gamer um, for ever since I was a, a kid. But um, I created a Discord server specifically for creative. So if you go nice. over to community.jchristina.com, you can sign up and get into the Discord server. And what I did is all of those brilliant people, Rosh, the people that are on my channel are really unbelievable. I'm not just saying it. If you just go into the comments for thousands and thousands that you read them, there is no trolls. I literally don't delete anyone or any yeah. comments. I don't, I don't have to ban people. It's just the weirdest thing. And yeah. I'm blessed by that. And I don't, Absolutely. I really don't know why that is. I don't know why that is, but you know, <laughs> anyways. Um, so what I did is I moved that. You just that set community. yourself up, you know? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they'll go and they'll, they'll troll me, but that's okay. Um, you know, I, 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 if there's anything negative said, I would just, you know, reply with love and they go. hate that. And, um, and then I let my subscribers just go and just flame yeah. them so but anyways <laughs> um but i set this thing up why because there's so many brilliant minds that were putting these like they were writing these manuscripts almost in in response to my yeah. um videos and i'm like i can't search them no one can search them no one's finding them they're disappearing they're going by too quick right. so now over there 
everything's archived, everything's archived, everything is searchable. And now the community gets to go over there and ask questions. And it's just really, really cool. I've been having a blast with it. And then people are really liking it. So it's like yeah. another way. And I think that's one of the things also, just like you say, and kind of you know, reiterating what you always say, you can't put all of your eggs in one basket. You have to kind of broaden things out. Mm -hmm. You know, if YouTube goes away, what do you have? You know, you right. have something else. You have your website, you have your Discord, you have your whatever it is, you know? So that is very, very important to make sure. And for me, it was important to be able to bring all of these brilliant minds into one spot that they weren't, they, they were just, I felt like all of that knowledge was just being wasted. Right. I mean, yeah. Who looks at those comments after the fact? Very few people. Right. You know, it's really difficult. So anyways, but that's the kind of, you know, for me, that's, the, that's what I've been doing. And I think that I don't know what has been different besides, I think, just my mindset on how I've been, you know, working the channel differently, right. let's just say. So. Sure. No, I, <laughs> no, I, I think, no, it's a different, it's a different approach to the channel. I think it works. Um, I mean, one was more of a podcast mode. I mean, that, which is fine, but I think people searching for what you have to offer and then, you know, they like one video, they subscribe, they see another video that's similar, they, you know, they get involved. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, I, I, I've seen that, you know, other, other podcasts just, podcasts just generally don't do as well in that format on YouTube. You're more now building just a relationship with you and your, your subscribers and your, you know, viewers are, are, you know, just like what you have to say. And, and that, that I think in some ways more of an entertainment value than maybe the, the podcast was, if that makes yeah, sense. Maybe that, that could be, I know like for me, I, I always start off uh, my, you know, each one of my videos with my cup of tea yeah, um, yeah. and just welcoming people to my tea time, you know, right. and um, for me, it's really important because I am, you know, I'm continuously, um, you know, putting together different teas and whatnot, because that's just who I am. I was drinking coffee for many, many, many years. Mm -hmm. And then finally, three, four, five years ago, I went solely tea, but I was been brewing teas, or I guess you'd say infusing teas for <laughs> many years. Sure. Um, and so I bring them on this journey too. And I let them know like what I'm drinking, what's in it. And I get like, I'll get a ton of comments. Like, so what exactly you got? Or how'd you yeah. get it? But that's the personality things? thing, which it's really, just, you know, on the podcast doesn't happen the same way. You it's know, very difficult. I, yeah. I agree. A hundred percent. It's just being able to, like you said, having a, um, I, bringing people into your world and they like your world. And if they yeah. like it, they stay around. Um, even if sometimes the subject matter is just not for them. And some of them will say that, you know, like this really wasn't for me, but um, I liked hanging out with you, you know, listen. Right. Um, one of the things that I also did and I didn't touch on is I've, always, I've tried keeping them to a 10 to 15 minute time frame. Sure. Um, that is like the sweet spot for me. I can't <laughs> talk less because I'm constantly long winded. I have a hard time, <laughs> you know, my edits turn into like the Swiss cheese thing. Um, because I'm constantly trying to get rid of a lot of the stuff, but you know, for me, I've been trying to always keep them in that time frame because I know that when people come to listen to me or watch me, you know, their time is valuable. Mm -hmm. And if I'm wasting their time, they're not going to come back. So I want to give them something but i also it's it's a it's a very hard balance to be able to give them you 
and be able to have that rapport kind of back and forth and that nice, you know, where you're speaking about your life in general, right. let's just say, but then also getting to the point. And I just had someone um, today, I think it was this show, listen here, can you just get to the point? You know, <laughs> the, the last video is like five minutes of a whole bunch of nonsense. And then what happens, I'll get four other people that say, I love the nonsense. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, so it's like a hard thing. So it is you know, a balancing act whenever you're doing video, when you're doing audio, it's a little bit different. You know? Right. So right. Usually long form is easier because people put their headphones on, you know, they're walking around, they're doing whatever, and they have more time. You know, maybe they're doing a jog or something, you know, right. you're in their ears, it works out okay. But when they have to actually take the time to watch you, there's a different a different thing going on there yeah. you know there is definitely a larger payment you know mm -hmm. that has to yeah. be made um and that payment obviously is in time so with what you've learned with the different ways in which you've used youtube and as we wrap up here start you know maybe thinking about somebody who is wanting to grow their channel or even just starting their channel what would be some of the things you would recommend move as they begin that journey, now that right. you have a little bit of time behind and under your belt? Yeah, I, I would think the, the number one thing is if you're going to start, um, start yesterday. Um, right. Don't wait. Don't think that, you know, you're going to have to have the best lights. You're going to have to have the best camera. You're going to have to have the best audio because you simply don't. There's a lot of people that have a ton more followers, a ton more subscribers than I do that have nothing, that use their iPhone for everything and it's simply good enough. Your content is king. That's always how it's been and it'll continue to be that way for ages to come when I'm long gone and so are you. That's just the way it is. Content is king and try to figure out what you can give to people, right, that you enjoy doing and give it. A lot of people try figuring out what other people are giving so that they can mimic that, yeah. um, replicate it, okay, and think that they're going to do as well. And the bottom line is they always burn out because that topic or that stuff, they're not interested in themselves, so they don't care about it. So that passion, that enthusiasm is not going to come out. So do something that you're really enthusiastic about, but also make sure that you're targeting the right crowd for that. So if you're on social and all of your people are tattoo artists because that you're a tattooist, well, then don't, you know, talk about, you know, brand new kids games that just came out. Because chances are all those tattoo artists care less about kids games. So, you know, kind of for me, it's that type of thing. So just looking for people that are similar to you and your mindset and then give them what they want. And like I said, that is not an easy thing to do. Yeah. But the main thing is, Get to it. Jump in there yesterday. Use your iPhone, whatever it takes. Just get it done and see what comes of it. You know, you never know until you try and then just keep on reiterating, you know, and, and doing it. Watch, you know, channels like yours, like mine, whoever, to learn what they are doing and then replicate what they're doing, but never the product that they're doing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. What they're giving. Right. The other thing is, Never think, for me, never think that YouTube is going to be that end-all, be-all that's going to make you rich, because it's simply not. You ask anybody that's a YouTuber that's making money, they are not making a lot of money. 
Do I make money with YouTube? Yeah, a little bit with AdSense here, there, whatever. But I make money on other things. I make money on my products that I sell on my right. channel. I right. make money with the servers, with the photography, with this and that, and a lot of other things. You have to branch out, but never think that YouTube is going to be that thing that's going to make you rich because chances are 99.9% .9 of the time you will not get rich with YouTube, but it's a great way to get out there and have a rapport, you know, have this rapport, this communication with other people like you, like-minded people, and to be able to bring in possibly new clients. That's my personal right. opinion. So. Yeah. Yeah. Great stuff. Joseph, thank you so much for taking the time and sharing your story with us. Um, We'll definitely uh, be checking in uh, in the future uh, because I, one, I like checking in with you <laughs> to make sure we don't lose connection. And uh, you know, as you grow, you're gonna, you know, when you hit that hundred thousand, when you get that silver play button, you'll have different, you know, approach and views about YouTube. I mean, it, it does change as you get to each step. I, I, I think you would agree that, you know, maybe your Absolutely. mindset today is a little different than maybe when you had a thousand subscribers. Absolutely. Absolutely. You do change as you get more. And what happens, one of the big things that happens too, is the amount of time that you can dedicate to um, responding to your subscribers becomes mm -hmm. less and less and less. And I have to say, as of today, even with the tens of thousands of um, comments that I've received continuously, just thousands yeah. and thousands and thousands. Um, I probably respond to about 80% of them. Nice. That is Good. something that I That's didn't helpful. touch on that you, you know, put it on a post-it note and slap it on your monitor, never take it down. Remember those people, you know, are there for you. If they take the time to actually comment, which is just an amazing thing, um, make sure that you provide that thank you by at least giving them a thumbs up, a heart, and then if you have the time, respond to what they're saying. Because bringing them in to your world by actually responding to them is just massive. And I think that is one of the biggest things, probably one of the biggest things I didn't touch on in this yeah. conversation that you must do. It's absolutely mission critical. If you don't do it, you're gonna be losing out on a lot of subscribers. That, that's a great way to, to just put a big old period at the end of that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Joseph, how, how can people uh, find you, get in touch with you? Um, give them the rundown. Yeah, so you can find me over at jchristina.com. You'll see all of my products over there. The products are also on Amazon, on B&H Photo, and everywhere else. So jchristina.com. You can also go, like I said, to community.jchristina.com to jump into our Discord and get involved with our community. And I also have an ebook that's free. So jchristina.com nice. forward slash ebook, jchristina.com forward slash ebook, and it's how to make sharper images. So nice. go grab it. It's free. Excellent. Thank you so much. Talk to you next Thanks time. Thanks a lot, Raj. Thank you. Appreciate it. The Tube Labs podcast is hosted at thetubeblog.com.